0: So if God made us all and knit us all together in our mother's wombs and made us in the image of love, isn't it possible he made us to love differently so that we could show just how vast God's love really is? Hey
1: friends, welcome to The View From Her. I'm Leandra. And I'm Marissa. We're two friends, empowered women, empowering women by dismantling systems of oppression
2: through authentic conversation around justice, community, and spirituality.
1: Welcome to episode seven, Growing Pains with Gwen. We
2: were literally at my house like two days
1: ago. <laughs> I know. <laughs> we were literally just with each other.
2: <laughs> yeah. So for those of you who don't know, San Diego and Orange County, both Southern California, Orange County is where I live. And that's about like an hour and 20 it minutes away from... It took me an from- hour and 20 minutes to get to your yeah. house from so, my
1: house. Yeah. So it was nice. We had a good weekend. It was so good. We bought tequila. We had the best gnocchi. In my entire life that I've been craving for four months, <laughs>
2: <laughs> this random place and by my house where I live, so good. Um, we went thrifting. We went thrifting. Ugh. Okay, I have really enjoyed thrifting since I was a teenager. Like I actually like thoroughly enjoy like going through racks of clothes and finding hidden gems, and that's like what's fun for me. And Gen Z, first of all, Zers. Those those millennials or Zers, whatever. Like, zoom zoom away, as far as I'm concerned, because they all have just been making on TikTok talking about what the cool thrifting is. I was like, no, damn it! Like the inner indie kid in me is like, I was, I thought it was cool first. So I'm really raging about that.
1: Yeah, we waited in line for so long. We got all the crop top teens waiting to in yell line. Someone from T-Mobile because she was being rude to me. And I was
2: gonna fight somebody this weekend, you guys. Yes.
1: <laughs> I know I sound nice and I seem nice. <laughs> oh, God. I could not be more far from the truth. <laughs> this lady was being a total turd. Like she deserved every second Sandra, of my like, attitude I gave her. You were like cashy's
2: hands, like
1: Literally. I know I can't like physically fight, but I can like fight with my words <laughs> That's and she true. was about to get some. That's so true. And <laughs> Yeah, I mean
2: it's I was I was she was dumb.
1: It, it was my j- fault.
2: Yeah. I wish i
1: go back there, actually. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go stand at the door of the T-Mobile place and just be in her uh, way so she can yell at us again. <laughs> yeah. I agree.
2: I agree. I'm, I'm so down <laughs> with people's BS. Oh, oh, God. Anyways, guys, welcome to the episode. So excited you're here. <laughs> welcome to z- episode 007. Um, before we jump in, we are just going to do a quick check-in.
1: Yeah, oh, we want to see how each other's doing new things we want to uh, share with you guys, new things that are happening in both of our lives. And yeah. We wonder That's what's it. happening new in your life? I was gonna ask you. Yeah, I'll cut you to it. I was like. <laughs> you beat me to it, man. <laughs> um, What's happening new? So I'm starting school actually today. I started my classes. Oh, she's smart. You know, <laughs> you know. I can read, I can write. <laughs> I can do minimal math. <laughs> Literally, I can do, I'm really good at finding out the percentage of something only because of tips that I made when I was a server or a bartender. I was like, oh, you only tip me 16%. Like, that's not okay. And so, <laughs> if you're not tipping
2: 20% or above, rethink your life choices. Why are you going out to restaurants? <laughs> no, well, like in general, but why are you going out? We're in a panorama.
1: Like, stay yeah. inside. I literally stopped being someone's friend because she told me she didn't tip sometimes. I was like, oh, we're not going to be friends. That's not a thing that's <laughs> happening anymore. indicator. <laughs> Anyways, uh, yeah, so school started this week, and I got an official offer for a new job that I'm super excited Ooh. about. I know, I'm so getting pumped. getting money. And so I'll be stepping into the world, the birthing world, um, in like an official way, which I'm very excited about, and I think it will open up a lot of doors and opportunities for me to doula and be childbirth educator, and lactation consultant, and all those things. Also, I got a scholarship to complete a certification for lactation counselor. And it just, it feels like it's been a good month.
2: <laughs> I totally under this, and I'm going to tell all of you, because it was actually recorded on the podcast, if you guys remember. She said that one of the things she wanted to do in 2021 was, like, actually step into her, like, dream role, like, step into a career. And I was like,
1: you're doing it, and it's only...
2: and. Uh... What? You got accepted, like, officially, like, end of January? It was only one month in.
1: Yeah, one month in, and I'm freaking killing the game. (laughs) (laughs) The game? It's dead. (laughs) She killed it. I'm so proud of you. Yeah, so I'm super excited for all those things. Um, Yeah, things are going really well. I'm about to start moving into an apartment pretty soon, and I'm very excited for that and just, like, what that holds and... Yeah. How are you, Marissa? How are things in your world? Oh, she in love. (laughs) Um. (laughs) That's good. You you are you are really. This is January is really good to you. I'm very happy for you. It has been good, and my skin looks good right now, so I can't lie. (laughs) (laughs) A life glow up. Some would say.
2: (laughs) Some would say. Oh man. Um. Honestly, dude, I'm drowning. And work. Oh. I'm just like up in my eyes with work, and I really like what I do. I get to be creative. I get it's really cool to get paid for your ideas, and like you could like sit in a meeting and be like, Oh, I think about this," and I'm like, well, "Let's do it." So I'm like, "All right, like that's pretty <laughs> dope." Um, ideation is my number one strength. <laughs> for those who are interested in strengths finders, um, which makes marketing and communication so much fun because I feel like I'm really able to like step into like what I want to do. Um, But yeah, it's still a lot. I am thinking about getting coaching um, from somebody who specializes in working with women of color who work in predominantly white spaces. Yes. (laughs) So that's going to cost some money, um, but I'm going to make my work pay for it. So (laughs) they are the source of my drama.
1: (laughs) Um, LOL. I should have really made my own Honestly, that's so real. (laughs) Like it's make my old job pay for it, if
2: I'm honest. But...
1: (laughs) Just send that freaking executive pastor a letter. Like, listen, you guys caused all of this, so
2: yeah, uh, I'm fucked up. I'm of gonna y'all. need some
1: reparations. <laughs> Literally,
2: um, they would never go for that. They're <laughs> too white. They wouldn't even um, open your email. I'll
1: fight.
2: They'd them. be like, "Who is it?" Between that T-Mobile lady and the executive pastor at a church that shall not be disclosed. I'm <laughs> just <laughs> about to catch some hands. Um, so yeah, I'm. <laughs> I think you should drink a margarita before every episode. This is the best <laughs> I've ever seen you. <laughs> um, Yeah, and I'm, I'm just, I'm feeling good. Like, I'm excited about this. I'm excited about the future of this. I'm so excited about today's podcast episode.
1: Yes, it is going, it's going to be so good. I'm really excited you guys get to listen. Uh, Marissa, who's going to be our special guest? Um, Who is it?
2: Guinevere.
1: Gwendolyn.
2: Sweet g money i love her so much gwen, baby angel gwen gwen damon is an old friend um but she has so graciously agreed so to be on the podcast she's definitely somebody that when leandra and i were first dreaming about this we we're like we gotta have Gwen on um she's just super funny and she's also just like this kindred like calm spirit like very you you know those people you know they're like hippie dippy like love child like in a, in their thoughts but like so wise, and you're like listening yes. to them, and you're like, yeah, like, what, like, and so we'll read you her bio, but she's she's seriously so incredible. Leandra, tell these people who she is.
1: Yeah. So before we begin the conversation with Gwen, Gwen just wants you to know that she is coffee loving, adventure seeking, and a lover of words. She's officially in her late twenties and lives in Lockland, Indiana, while she longs for warmer weather and the beach. She loves making new friends, hearing what others are passionate about, and helping them make their passions a reality. Gwen loves to connect with others, and she ultimately loves hearing stories and sharing them too. She's a 9 on the Enneagram, and as her tagline on her website says, she loves to seek wonder and share the love. You guys, welcome to the episode. We're super excited.
2: Episode 7, Growing Pains with Gwen. Enjoy. We are so excited to welcome you to the podcast. Of the she's here. Gwen, thanks so much for making oh the time. Oh my gosh, to-
0: you guys are so
1: cute. <laughs> Normally we don't sing like that, so that was a first. For all. Yeah, oh, yeah. oh yeah. You're special. Thank you. <laughs> I know that I have the voice of an angel in Jesus. Totally. And, and Fergie. So. Okay. that was random. Everybody.
2: <laughs> I wish I had a for body. buddy. Oh, <laughs> anyways, uh, think of all the things.
1: Yeah, you for the best. Thanks for joining us today. And hanging out with
2: us. So We're going to talk about all the things that you have been a part of recently and get to have our audience get to know you a little bit better. Listen, just to the incredible yeah. work that you've done. And we'll just go we'll just jump right in. Uh, so let's talk about 2020 for a second not to like bring us back to like the the terror that it was for so much of us but I feel like a lot of who a person was in 2020 speaks to a lot of who they are today and so we're still kind of like fresh out of it so I love to say what was your 2020 biggest blessing and your 2020 biggest lesson (laughs) which I think is hilarious um what what would you say is that for you
0: I had a lot of blessings in 2020. I started my first big kid job, which is like a major win for me. I've been wanting to get into the environmental NGO space for years since I got out of college a long time ago. I um, am so excited <laughs> that I finally started in it. Um, so, I work for a really amazing organization that provides clean water to the Central African Republic. Um, and I actually am doing something that I never thought I would want to do I work in databases and like on the computer all day. Whoa. So I work in Salesforce, which is like... (laughs) so I know but I love it it's like so weird I never would have thought that I would enjoy it but it's like like when I find like how to put in like a new field and something okay I'm gonna nerd out for a second when I learn how to build a new field into like an account or an opportunity or something and it works I like I'm so excited it's just so I much just fun I just imagine
2: you like an FBI agent like <laughs> back,
1: like coding
0: <gasps>
1: we're gonna
2: get water
0: to kids. it's not quite there
1: but Maybe one day. I might have uh, to do a training with you because my new job uses skills. Yes. I, uh, I was like, yeah, I know how to do
0: that. It's uh, it's scary to start, but once you like learn how to do it, it's way less terrifying. Like you're just kinda like, all right, cool, I can totally do this during a meeting. Like it's fine.
2: Yeah, I appreciate people who do data because that is like not who I am at all. I'm like the person who needs the data. I'm like, okay, I have this idea, and I need the numbers, thank you, bye. Like,
0: I don't. Uh, that's my boss. <laughs> Which is terrible, that but boss. that's what makes it
2: beautiful. So that was
0: your biggest blessing. Nice. Any other blessings or any yes. other lessons? um i guess mean, other blessing was i moved out of my parents Ooh. house and i moved into an apartment which has just been wonderful um that's amazing so nice to just like so free oh yeah i'm assuming it is it's like it's my own <laughs> sanctuary it's very peaceful I'm making it my own i really love it making it my own with my girlfriend too, Hello. which is like the biggest thing too We love adult relationships. (laughs) Uh, Who would have thought I'd be here, not me? Six years Uh. does a toll on people. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, My biggest lesson, though, was, uh, I'd say it's a little bit sadder. Mm. Like, it's kind of more of a damper. It was just learning really, like, who is in my corner, who I can trust, um, and just really learning to value the friendships that I have. Mm. That's good. How did you, like, learn that?
2: Or, like, what were some of the obstacles that you feel like you overcame to, like, really refine who your people were?
0: Um, realizing that, uh... mm, That's a really good question. I'm not sure how I can share it kindly. Um, Realizing that not everyone you let into your life needs to be there Mm -hmm. forever. And Mm -hmm. that you can... not take responsibility for other people's actions. And even if that means that you will lose other people.
2: There you go. <clears throat> and that's the podcast, uh. everyone. <laughs> <laughs> that was, we'll see you uh, minutes. Minutes. <laughs> we will talk to all of you.
0: Um
2: I love that. And I think that that is yeah if I could just like like Piece together, like kind of like what you said, it's like that's like what I think a lot of people have a hard time with is that what you're what I'm hearing is boundaries. Like you just created, yeah, oh, yeah, like really healthy boundaries for yourself and for your safe space and working on it, working on it. <laughs> yeah, with an asterisk. Like, and I think that that is also super normal. And I think that if you're able to establish boundaries and relations with people in 2020, like all the more power to you, because I think that's that was like mm-hmm. a hard year to do yeah. that, definitely. Thank you Well I can't believe that we all met on the race Six years ago And I feel like
1: Six years that's ago
0: crazy. Let's not say how okay. old we were six years <laughs> <ago. Ooh. laughs> Let's go
1: around
2: a circle Share <laughs>
0: Um, Gwen. Well Gwen I think you were like One of the younger ones on our squad yeah, right? I was I had just turned 21 Like a couple months before I think Because I had to be 21 okay. to launch
2: Right. Oh, yeah. 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 That's right yeah. Well, then, I feel less because I was 22, so. <laughs> um, and you and I were on a team together for the first four months of the race. Oh, the good old days. Which was, that was a long, that <laughs> a was a significant time. amount. Such a long we
0: time. We did, let see if we
2: can remember, we went to the Dominican Republic together, Haiti.
0: Yes. Honduras, yes. where we
2: literally lived in yes. a cage. Uh, we, not literally a so cage, fun. but we lived in, like, a prison wall cell. <laughs> Um it was terrifying. And Guatemala. Costa Rica. Costa Rica. Oh, Costa Rica. And Guatemala. Yeah.
0: Those five. Were we on no. a team in Guatemala? No, Guatemala was when we switched teams. So oh, we were on a team. So in Guatemala. Sorry.
1: Yeah. Sorry. Oh. We did our month where we didn't have to do any ministry and could just travel around Costa Rica or Guatemala and oh, nobody
0: cared man. what we did. I think it's
1: something about asking the Lord but more like free vacation baby let's go what was it (laughs) Unsung (laughs) Heroes yeah Yeah. oh yeah (gasps) yes Yes. Unsung Heroes Uh, and we literally did nothing like well in Guatemala we did something and we met that really cute boy oh my god we did Month we did it, we did nothing.
0: <laughs> I found the other day, I was scrolling through Instagram. <laughs> but you guys are on a team? I found one of the bars that we went to in Guatemala, and I followed them still oh. on Instagram.
2: I don't know how there were some oh great God. bars in Guatemala. I tell people all the time, they were great when they bars. when I tell them about their race, they're always like, What country would you go back to? and I was like, Guatemala, hands down, every single time. Oh, yeah, amazing <laughs> coffee. Incredible, like bars and like just like super cool vibes. Like it feels European with like the cobblestone streets and like the architecture and the food, but it's like Latin. Like (laughs) it's the Latin world. It's just Mm -hmm. it's way better. Uh, So,
0: that
2: I loved even that hostel. That was so So all together.
0: That hostel was so nice, and they gave us breakfast. The beds were so comfortable too.
2: Anyways, yeah, so this is no, also a plug for Guatemala travel, <laughs> <Sorry>. so.
0: <laughs> and please go when it's COVID safe. And please, for the everyone should to go.
2: Um, but also, I mentioned it earlier, but it's still so true. Like, that was six years ago. Um, cool. How has your faith journey shaped from that time on the race to today? give us like a snapshot give us like give us us your give your snapshot version of like what that is and we'll dive in deeper too oh man
0: it's been a total roller coaster like when i came back i was super upset with the american church because i was just like i've seen kids that were like you know begging for food you know we're in just the most dire circumstances and you're spending like three thousand dollars on lights for worship like (laughs) this is ridiculous like i hate this so much Um, And honestly, I didn't go to church for a long time because I couldn't find a church that I like loved that had, you know, everything on my checklist. Um, But I was also finishing school when I first came back. So my life was like very much about studies and working and all the stuff. Um, And then I did go back to church and I liked the church at the time that I went to because they were very like biblical. They like studying the scripture. And I was like, yes, this is what I need to fill my soul. And then I realized just how toxic the pastor was teaching Mm. stuff Mm. and I stayed for a while because it was just kind of like small like red flags you know where it's just like oh you're like just talking to the men of the church Mm. like oh you're just talking to the married Mm. men of the church Oh, you made some like comment on Mother's Day that made me feel as a woman, like kind of disrespected because I didn't have children, nor did I really want children. And so it's just like, man, what if you're talking to people who've maybe had like miscarriages in this congregation or something like that? Um, And the last straw was uh, a sermon that the pastor made about homosexuality. And at the time, I was starting to have feelings for a woman. And I didn't think it was wrong by any means. But the pastor said something along the lines, like totally paraphrasing, so they don't come at me or anything like that or come at you guys. Um, But basically, like, you're kidding yourself if you're in a homosexual relationship. Like, you're just doing whatever you want and you're not listening to god and i like shut off the sermon because at this point i was listening to it like over podcast and i was like and i'm fucking done like yeah <laughs> that's it yeah yeah so the church is something that i don't really try to associate with because i just there's a lot of hurt there that i gotta work through yeah. um but jesus and i are still cool so <laughs>
2: which is <laughs> amazing
0: and it's like that boundary yeah you gotta figure out yeah what was that
1: for you, like figuring out that boundary? Because we've been taught that Jesus is involved in the church, and so how do you separate the actual like community of church from your relationship with Jesus?
0: Honestly, COVID has super helped because churches aren't meeting, so like yes. the last service I watched <laughs> was Easter last year, and I did find like a very LGBTQ good faithful church, and we like watched it on our computer um, for Easter, and it was great, and. Um, now I just don't, I mean, I follow, like, a handful of churches on social media and, like, stay up to date on some of their, like, fun quotes that they post. Um, but I don't really listen to podcasts as far as, like, scriptural Except podcasts go. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, like, I listen to, like, Dirty oh, Brown yeah. Church Kids Shout and out. stuff like that. Like, you know, just, like, trying to work on that, like, deconstruction of, like, big capital C church as a building, as, like, a following to learning like okay what do I believe that Jesus lived out and what do I believe that Jesus stood for and how can I live that and maybe find a church at some point that aligns more with it than like oh I'm totally gonna hop into this church because you are flying a a pride flag and you like posted about Black Lives Matter so I think you're gonna be cool and then like after two sermons I started to have questions and just like I don't know
2: yeah yeah That's, like, such a good point, too, that you bring up. Because I think a lot of people, even myself included, I thought for a long time, like, oh, if they're progressive enough to say something, then they're progressive enough to stand for something. But I find that those Mm. two things are just so radically different. Like, just because someone says something doesn't Mm. necessarily mean they stand for it. And especially, like, what I saw a lot over the summer was all these churches all of a sudden saying something about Black Lives Matter. And how now that was a trending topic of sorts and they were using it as a pool to bring people in or for funding and they didn't really care because guess what? Three months came and went the summer was over and it was the same shit, different Sunday, you know?
1: Uh-oh.
2: And like, that is not, yeah. Like that is not what this is about. Like this is a lifelong journey. This is an internal, you know, deconstruction of your own self to figure out like what you believe and what you actually don't believe. So that's a really good point. It, like just because you say it doesn't mean you stand for it.
0: Mm, yeah. Yeah. I'm over it. <laughs> <laughs> I know, it's, like, super heavy. you just, like, don't write it.
2: But I think, like, what is – what's crazy, too, is, like, I've always – one of the things I've always respected about you, and you are the first person that I've ever heard say this, is, like, your relationship to God is, like, so intimate, and I learned that from you right away mm. on the race because you would refer to God as Papa all the time, and I was always, like – Oh, my gosh, I'm blushing. I was always, like, oh, my God. Like, that's so – personal (laughs) and i had never (laughs) really heard that before um i had like you know abba like things of that sort but like even now like as a queer woman referring to god as papa do you feel that same sort of intimacy still or how has that relationship with god and how you identify i mean do you even refer to god as a him still like how what was that like piece for you and how are you like dealing with it now
0: Oh, that is so... Oh, my gosh, that's so good. I do still refer to God as Papa. Um, I have yet to, like, transition to referring to God as, like, mama or mother or something. I do, when I'm, like, journaling to God, like, switch around pronouns, like, say she and he. Like, I just think they're very interchangeable. Um, I think when I read The Shack the first time, like, that really sparked my interest of, like, wow, is God, okay. like, just male? It's my favorite book. Right? Bit. Like, it's just, like, it's, it's so good. So good. So <laughs> good. Every time you read it, you get something new out oh, of it. I know. I really want to reread it again, but I have, like, 12 books in the library. <laughs> so it's like, it'll eventually be read again. Um, but it's something I try to, I think, like, break outside of my box of God because it's just, like, I think, like, he doesn't fit in a box. Right. God does not fit in a box at all, like, no matter how much we try. And so when I am journaling or praying or just talking about God, like, it is really fun to switch around pronouns because it's just like he's so omnipresent, he's so everywhere. Um about like how I still feel about God. I actually I wrote something. Can I read it? Yeah. Yeah. I wrote this a couple um weeks ago. I was actually it was around like the new year. Um and I just had like a spark moment in my mind Mm -hmm. of just like, oh my gosh. Like what is this? Like, what's this thought? And I like sat on it for a couple of minutes and, um, I ended up like writing it out and it was like super, super long, but this is the small part of it. So, um, So if God made us all and knit us all together in our mother's whims and made us in the image of love, isn't it possible he made us to love differently? She didn't make any of us exactly the same. We're all different from each other. We're all individuals unique. So what if, as he was making us all differently, all beautifully, all made with love, she also made us to love differently so that we could show just how vast God's love really is how it doesn't mm-hmm. fit a mold or agenda, how there are no bounds. He loves us because she loves us because she loves us. God is love, and as we live out love differently, I believe we are living out how God knit us to be. Different, unique, loved, and love. Okay. <laughs> okay, now that really is the podcast. We gotta go. <laughs> I have it up at my desk, so I see it every
2: day. The interchanging of pronouns alone
0: oh. <laughs> So enough. <laughs> yeah. When that was so, did you, you just wrote that? I did. Like- it's it's like I mean, a start of a blog post. One of the like twelve that are sitting on my blog. because <laughs> of the like, I don't know how to. Oh, so many drafts. <laughs> it's really embarrassing. <laughs> um, but it's one of those things where it's like I think about it, and like I've always been like, always in relative terms, been an ally to the LGBTQ community because I just never thought there was like, it, it was like a Reliant case song back when I was in junior high. Like you know, if I were gonna be the judge, like man, everybody screwed. And so it's like, who am I to say that God didn't tell this person to love this other person? And so as I started falling in love with a woman, it kind of just like shattered all of that. Cause Mm -hmm. it was just like, wow. Like, I mean, I didn't know how I was going to marry. I didn't know if I was going to get married. I didn't even know if I was ever going to be able to fall in love with someone who would love me back. And so as I started you know, learning my sexuality and then combining it with my faith, it's just like that's really cool that God made people to love differently because mm-hmm. it just poofs the box and it it's just really yeah. awesome.
1: That's really awesome. Yeah, and I think like for me, I really relate to all of that because I grew up super Southern Baptist and so like being homosexual was not an option like at all. <laughs> Or like loving people who were gay or bi or whatever. Like it was just never something taught to me. And so I grew up thinking like God is a man and you love the opposite sex Mm -hmm. only. Mm -hmm. And as I got older, obviously that switched. But I have a hard time changing pronouns when it comes to God. Even though I know that he carries both masculine and feminine and none of those qualities. You know, but I think like your poem is super encouraging because it just offers grace, but then offers inspiration. And so...
2: Yeah. Thank
1: you. (laughs) Definitely. I think,
2: yeah, and I'm just, I'm so proud of you because it's like, that takes such bravery to even say those things about God, which is crazy to even think that, like, it's brave to refer to God as a she, or it's brave to think of God as, you know, if we truly do believe what the church even says, like, God loves all people. He made us all differently. If we truly truly believe that if we really took that to heart I don't think that we would really review God the same you know like there's just Mm -hmm. something so innately pure about that and I think that what happens is that's the conditioning that I think a lot of you know toxic religious church leaders say is that it's like you you love God but not like that you can love people but not like that and it, there, there's yeah. always that, 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 that gray area, that unsure scale. And so to like bust through that and to be like, no way, dude, like this is like how it actually is. And like <laughs> you would just refuse to like believe those lies because that's what they are is that they are lies. I think that that yeah. is, you know, I always tell people like leaving a church was the best freedom that I have ever experienced. And that's so ironic to me because the church only preaches about freedom and there's something wrong with that. Because I'm like, so I, I've never felt more free in my life than this than this past almost year since leaving. And so it's, it's so beautiful to me that you're able to even articulate in words like that concept. And I think like that is what people de- desperately need, which, I mean, also leads us to your book that you wrote <laughs> in 2019, <laughs> Casual. I was like, this girl... <laughs>
0: I do love words. That's amazing. So
2: you wrote that book before you officially came out. Tell us about the book and then tell us about like, like how you wrote it then. And then if, if you could change it now, like what, what was that journey and process writing process like for you?
0: (laughs) Like, no, uh, First off, would definitely change it now. Uh, <laughs> just getting that out of the water.
1: Yeah. I would do it a lot
0: differently. Um, so, like, when I went on the race, like, I I really felt like God was calling me to, like, share those stories. Like, not just in, like, the blogs, you know, we had to do for, like, fundraising and whatever. But, like, whatever I learned, like, I wanted to share it at some point. And when I came back, I really, like, tried to start writing it, like, I would just bring up Google Docs every once in a while, and I would just try to start, like, typing it out, like, what I learned, i try to change stuff around, like, make it more fictional to, like, change people's names, so that way it's, like, I wouldn't, you know, offend somebody who maybe it really did happen to that was on our squad or something like that, um, and it just, like, did not go for, like, about a year or more, because I was so, uh, not in a good heart place, I think is how the race would call it. <laughs> I was really bitter. <laughs> like, re-entry sucked. It was really hard. Um, and I just couldn't I couldn't get it to go. Like, nothing was working. There was so much bitterness. It was just, like, really icky, to be honest. Um, and so I just stuck with school. I stuck with blogging. I stuck with working. I got a really rad internship in LA when I got to see Marissa yeah. several years ago, which was awesome, back in 2017. <laughs> and then when I came home, my internship I was started working at Starbucks um, and it was some day I didn't have to work and I came downstairs and I just felt God say like now's the time like let's start writing it. And I was like, that's so weird. Like, I haven't thought about it for so long. Um, And so I just got out, like, paper. And within a couple of hours, I had the whole thing, like, mapped out. Like, these were the three main themes. It was love. It was vulnerability. It was dreaming. These were the stories that I wanted to put in there for everything. Um, And it just, like, made sense. So for months, I would just sit at my computer whenever I had time off. And I would start typing it up. And I sent it to some friends for editing. Um, I eventually decided to... Self-published through a third-party company, not the best decision. I would not recommend it. <laughs> um, Pro just, it's st- strictly for me. For other people, it could totally be the right route. For me, it just isn't. Um, it ended up being a little bit more of a financial burden than I probably should have taken on at the time. Um, but it is, you know, it is what it is. I published a book, which is really cool. So it's like, <laughs> like when things came At the out of end it. of the day, that's what matters. <laughs> exactly. It's like, not a bad thing. It was a good thing in the moment. Um, obviously, hindsight's always twenty twenty when you learn from um, big decisions, I think. Um, mm-hmm. But I was definitely, like, very different. And it's kind of eye-opening now, like, when I look back. And to be honest, like, I have not read it since it got released, because I'm just too scared to. Oh, Um, yeah I really am because I'm just like oh I don't know if I want to read all those things that I said
2: (laughs) because like you're just not the same person or because you feel like like you're like ah it's like a When I listen to myself on the podcast, it's, like, one of them, like, oh, God, I hate the way I sound. It's, like, one of those things.
0: (laughs) It's a bit of both. Like, I think um, I definitely wrote a lot of stuff that happened in the moment. Like, there's a chapter to my grandparents, and, like, both my grandparents passed away that year. Mm. And so the, like, letters that I wrote to them were very raw and real. I remember, like, I couldn't fall asleep one night, so I opened up my computer and I wrote them letters. Mm. Um, And it was, like, right after they had passed away. So it's, like, it definitely triggers memories. It triggers feelings and emotions. Um, So that's part of why I don't read it now because it's just, like, hoo-hoo, like, it – That is, like, my life that people can read as their pleasure, (laughs) which is great, um, but also a little terrifying to have, like, that much vulnerability out there for whoever wants to read it um but I do get like little snippets sometimes of how when I would be writing it and there are parts about like my future and like a future spouse or something and I honestly Mm -hmm. don't even know or remember if I refer to my future spouse as a husband in the book but I always when I would be thinking about it or when I was writing it I would always say like future partner or future spouse oh interesting um I don't remember if I actually changed it before it went to print but it was just something that I always thought of because I I viewed whomever I would end up with as, like, an equal partner, not necessarily, like, husband-wife hierarchy or something. Yeah. So I would, I would definitely probably change a lot of it. But <laughs> <laughs> um, I think I really just want to, like, keep writing, and I think that was sort of one of the things that I'm really happy that I did, and it can hopefully launch me into more writings.
2: I think that's great, though, because I think it, it – I hear you speak, and I'm thinking it's growth. Like – it's not that you know, like, you're just a different person because you grew into yourself, like, you just have more firmer beliefs and you have mm. deeper convictions, and those things are beautiful. And I think that they are just gonna make for a better and richer next book.
0: Oh, I love that perspective! Thank you,
2: I know. <laughs> almost for free. <laughs>
0: Wait. I was do you tap. yeah, yeah. It was Anyways, half. I can be your publisher, and uh, you're re-
2: <laughs> just send me the royalties. I'm totally okay with that. I do, uh, <laughs> I'm totally kidding um but one of the things like i love that you talked about god or your sorry your future spouse or partner as that like as a partnership mm. can you tell us a little bit about your story with your girlfriend Her like how that happened like the beauty of that like how did you know like what was it really like people want to know the look this is the valentine's <laughs> day episode <laughs> oh,
1: <laughs> that,
0: oh, that the yes. people yeah. want we want a queer <laughs> love
1: story,
2: damn it, on Valentine's Day. Oh my gosh, we're I gonna love get it. it.
0: Oh, I love. Tell it. us everything. Uh, okay, um, I, I'll try not to be like too gushy or like give too many too many details. No, be gushy, <laughs> no. please. <laughs> um, okay, so I. It was the end of um, 2018. And I was freelancing and I was working at Starbucks and one of my friends and I decided that we were going to travel to Europe for an entire month in 2019. So we were going to leave for the whole month of March. I remember that. Um, Oh my gosh, best trip of my life. Like, oh. I miss my passport. Like, I saw my passport the other day. I was like, I miss you, buddy. I'm so sorry. (laughs) Uh, But at least you got a good last run. (laughs) Um, And I, like, working freelancing and Starbucks, like, you don't make a whole lot of money. Um, And so I really was trying to find some, like, temporary work that I could do to super boost my bank account before I left for Europe for a month. Um, So I spent, it was, like, right before New Year's, and I was just, like, Googling temporary jobs in my area. And I found some at a staffing agency and I just applied for them. I'm pretty sure I applied for like over 20 jobs that day because it's was just like, I need something that is going to give me more money. <laughs> Story <laughs> of my life. <laughs> Always. Um, so after the new year, I got a call from the staffing agency and they did like phone interviews first. And this gal who called me, her name was Abby. I totally remember I was sitting on a recliner at my parents' house watching friends, had just eaten lunch, and I was just, like, I saw my phone ringing, and it said, like, what the company was. just like, I don't want to answer. Like, I'm just not in the mood for an interview. I had a cold because I had just seen my nieces, and so I was, like, all throaty, and I was just like this, and I had to cough and sneeze, and I was just like, (laughs) that is just not, like, a good first impression (laughs) voice. but I sucked it up because I was like, I need money, I need a job, Um, so we talked for probably, like, 20, 30 minutes, maybe longer. It was just like normal interview questions. and we like kind of bonded over like I had just seen my nieces, which is why I was sick. Um, she was gonna go see her nephew or had seen her nephew or something, and usually got sick afterwards. So she was very understanding. Um, and she invited me to come in person and have an interview. Um, so I went like a couple days later to the office, and I got an in person interview. And I actually interviewed with like the branch manager of that office, and he later ended up offering me a job at that office instead of the temp jobs that I applied for oh, through them. I like know. he was like, we want you to. Be be like our front office manager part-time so it would work to keep Starbucks it would work to keep my freelancing and then I could also have this third job I had to count there for a second the third job count them
2: three jobs jobs. let's go
0: (laughs) I needed that money because I needed to go to
2: (laughs) working women
0: we can do it Um, and so the gal who had interviewed me her name was Abby um, and she was a recruiter at the office and um, she like introduced herself, or like I got introduced to everybody and st- on the staff when I like started working there. Um, she was really friendly. She would come over and talk to me. There was a couple other like younger people on staff who were very friendly. Honestly, the whole office was really nice. Um, but this girl Abby was the one who I felt like gave me the stamp of approval, like to get me in the door, to get the second interview, and then get the job. Um, and then and get so- into your
2: heart. Sorry. <laughs>
0: Bum, bum, bum. No, I'm, sorry. No, I'm sorry. I'm <laughs> sorry. No, totally. <true. laughs> um, oh, I think it was only like two weeks of working there and like she would come up and talk to me and I got like so nervous like think like your first time like public speaking and you've got like shaky legs and like really sweaty armpits and you're just like trying to keep it together and like not shake your <laughs> note cards the whole time while you're trying to give your speech like that was me every single time she would like walk by the desk she would come and sit with me like it wasn't abnormal like she would do this even when the other like front office lady was working there and I was just like what the fuck is wrong with me like why am I so (laughs) nervous around this person and like I rationalized it to being like she had put her stamp of approval on me and so I wanted to make her proud because I was working at the office and not like somewhere else. I would still want to make her proud, even if I was working somewhere else. But you know, it was just like she saw me every day. Yeah. So, um, she and her roommate, who was also a coworker there, they lived a couple minutes away from me, and they invited me over for dinner one night. Um, and we hung out, and it was like it was a great night. Like we became friends. Like we could totally like hang out again, and we had plans to hang out again and um I think it was like the week after when I was at work she like went outside to take a call and it was the kind of place that has like the headset so you can like walk around and stuff so you don't have to just stay at your desk and she would often like walk outside to take calls sometimes and I saw her like standing against a like brick column and I 100% checked her out I'm just like (laughs) like I just like went up and down I was like what just happened I was like this is so (laughs) weird and so a couple days later like she and I hung out one-on-one because she had read my book and she wanted to ask me about it and I was just like so nervous the whole time like I didn't understand she's a lesbian and she was very open about that with me to begin with. Which is really cool. She totally thought that I knew, um, and I like I kind of assumed, but I was like, oh, I never want to assume because it's just like you could be totally wrong, and I don't want to pigeonhole you or anything like that. And she was just so kind and so friendly and so nice, and making me feel all the things that I didn't understand.
2: Why do I feel like (laughs) a thirteen-year-old boy on the
0: inside? Right. I was just like, (laughs) like when she would give me hugs, like I would get all tingly. I was just like, I don't understand (laughs) what this is. Like I've never felt this for a woman before. So So after we. (laughs) thank you it's kind of (laughs) weird as a person who doesn't like physical touch i'm like yes oh my god (laughs) oh i love physical touch but like it like i was so nervous around her it was just so weird so after we like hung out just like one-on-one like, we left, um, we went to, like, one of our local pubs that she always went to, um, and we just, like, talked about my book and talked about writing, and it was just, like, it was very chill. Like, it wasn't, like, a date date, you know, it was just, like, a, like a coffee date, I guess, um, with a friend. And afterwards, I called That's my so friend. That's so Christian, by the way. Sorry. That's, like, <laughs> know, the most Christian-y thing <laughs> when <ever>. I said <laughs> it, I was, like, cringing inside. I was, like, yeah, you're like, like oh. Oh. Oh.
2: Can we go for Just
0: coffee. A, date. Just a coffee, Just a coffee date. date. It's like the precursor <laughs> to dating somebody. It's the it's courting like, stage.
2: Yeah. yeah. It, that's the worst part. It's like, so we're getting married in like, like a year, right? Like that's the timeline from this coffee date. Terrible. It's a
0: coffee date at a pub where I had tea and I think she had like a soda or something so it was one of those where it's like I don't want to drink around you because it's also like the middle of the afternoon and it just doesn't seem right and I'm really nervous so it's like I'm just gonna have tea so it's fine um so afterwards I left and I called one of my best friends who is bisexual and um is engaged to a woman now married to a woman and, um, I was calling her as I was driving and she's like, Hey, Gwen, like, what's up? And I was like, Hey hun, like, are you free for a minute? She's like, Oh, I'm just studying. And I was like, okay, can you take a break? She's like, yeah, I'm on a break right now. I was like, sweet. Um, so I think I might have feelings for a woman help. <laughs> <laughs> and she, like I heard her jaw just like drop and she turned to her fiance she's like oh my gosh when has feelings for a girl and her fiance was like yay welcome to the team <laughs> I, was like, I don't understand like help me like what's going on oh. and we talked for like two hours in like the semi cold of I think it was January at this time and I like went to a park and I walked around and I was just like I don't know like what is going on like, I'm, like I've never thought it was bad I just don't understand like I've never had feelings for a woman Woman before like what is this and she really just helped me realize like a lot of internalized homophobia that i think we learn because it's not heteronormative like you know you don't always see like a woman and a woman or a man and a man like pushing a baby carriage or like going shopping together or like yeah. holiday pictures or something like that like you just don't always see it and so um she really kind of challenged me on that like you know what do you think like do you think it's wrong for you like do you think that's just not how you were made do you think she reminds mm-hmm. you of someone else that you've been interested in in the past or something I was like she's totally different than anyone else that I've ever had feelings for so I just don't get it like it's so weird and so different and so strange and she kind of brought it back to like what we don't know is scary and that's why it feels so scary in that moment because it's just like you don't know what's after if you take a first step of like going out on a date with her or kissing her or being in a relationship with her like you don't know what those ripple effects are of that step in that like pond to get to the other side so it's like you have to either decide Mm -hmm. like do you want to stay on that shore and you know know where you're safe and know where you feel comfortable or are you okay stepping out and seeing what might be there um so abby and i were very communicative when we first started this little like pre dating stuff like friends, but we were both interested in each other. Um and she was really really, like (laughs) I mean I guess (laughs) I'm
2: just seeing a very Christian like timeline happening. I'm not like I'm not like putting two and two together.
0: Uh, it was really nice, though, because, like, she's she's had a lot of girlfriends in the past. Like, she is older than me. Um, and so she knows how scary it is. And she wasn't, like, pressuring at all. She was just like, if you just want to be friends, like, I'm okay with that. Like, if you want to be more, like, I'm totally okay with that. <laughs> like, like literally, like, the timeline and any steps was always in my court. Um, and that was really very nice and very, like, respectful. Because it was just like, you're not pressuring me to, like, Go and go on a fancy date or anything with you. You're not pressuring to like come over to my house and pick me up for a date or something where like I don't know how my parents are gonna react. Um, So it was really just really wonderful starting out as like friends who were like kind of sort of dating but not really dating yet because I was also going to Europe in a couple of weeks um and so it's kind of like the perfect out in a way because it's like we kind of like trial ran dating before I left (laughs) so it's like do we really like each other or is this just like a crush that's gonna fizzle out and if it Mm -hmm. does like we were both okay with it but well I'm gonna say I was okay with it I don't know if she would have been okay with it because she didn't really like me but she said she was okay with it so I trusted her on that um but just kind of like trying out dating before Europe and then when I came back from Europe I was like actually when I was in Europe I was like, No, I really want to date you. Like I really have feelings for you and I wanna see where this goes.
2: That's like such a rom com move. You're like overlooking like <laughs> that the mountains is. in
1: Ireland you're like, I'm oh. in love with her and I miss her. <laughs> but you have no reception, so you can't call her <laughs> So you have to wait till you come back on your thirty six hour flight the whole time, you call the the whole time. you're calling the stranger next to you. <laughs> wait, no, that's Ross and Rachel. <laughs> when she goes <laughs> to Las <London>, Vegas. <laughs> That's
2: so funny. <laughs> I love it. I mean, so I I have a lot of questions, but I just want to start Please off asking, like awesome. so like, what, I, 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 what was like that moment for you where you were like, how did you go from like, okay, we're kind of figuring out time dating to like, I've made a decision and like, you're my person because you guys been together for how long, how many years now? Almost two years. Yeah that's, that's yeah. amazing i'm uh, I straight people who i am never been in a relationship <laughs> that long like me but you know what i mean about
0: me. but like <laughs> and me i don't know why i'm laughing okay. no, i like i have a fear of commitment like we talked about this when like before i left for europe i was like i don't know if i can date somebody like i've never dated somebody before like i've never like put my name down on a lease because commitment like freaks me out like yeah. I hate it. Like, it terrifies me. Like, I can never see myself, especially in Indiana, for that long. And so it was just, like, I don't, I don't know if I can date somebody. Um, and she, like, I don't know if she fully understood it, but she respected that of me. Um, and I think that's part of why, like, we have taken our relationship very slowly. Because it's just, it's very much, like, respecting each other's timeline and where we all are. Um, I... I don't know what the actual moment was. That's kind of embarrassing. <laughs> I feel like there should be like a legitimate moment. No. Um, I think well, so when I was in Europe, um, my my friend and I that we went together, like she was a very a very big comfort. Um, like you know, she had been she had walked through this with a couple of other friends who had um, come to terms with who they really were of being LGBTQ. IA plus, um, and like just being there as a good friend and being there as a confidant and like asking the right questions. And so she was very helpful um, while we were overseas. It's just like, oh man, like she didn't text me goodnight last night and I feel really sad. And she's like, yeah, I think you like her. It's like, but I don't know. Like, I don't know if I want to date her. um And so I think when I like decided, I I've always had this thought, like, if I don't do something, am I going to regret it later? Mm -hmm. Like, that's part of, like, writing the book. Um, Mm -hmm. And that's part of, like, what I say in it, too, is it's just, like, that's how I've made a lot of decisions in my life, is if there's something that I'm interested in doing and it scares me, like, that's totally cool, but will it scare me enough to not do it? And if I don't do it in five years down the road or when maybe I'm a grandma sitting on a couch or not a couch just sitting on like a rocking chair on a porch with little kids sitting around me and I'm telling them my life story, am I going to regret saying like, yeah, I was too scared to do that? Yeah. I
1: think that's my... I think that's a good motto to live by, to be (laughs) honest. Like, Like, I think back on a lot of things that I didn't do because I was too scared and I wish that I had have done them. And... Or things that I did do because I was, I don't know, but I think that's a good model to live by. Anne. Obviously, it's brought you to an amazing place. So if It
2: hasn't gotten me into too much trouble. <laughs> it seems to have worked. <laughs> I mean, there you go, honestly. i mean, all you need. I think my other question is, like, I truly do believe that there are people out there who, you know, are very similar stories to yours where it's like, They're coming to terms with their sexuality. They still believe in God. They love the, either they love the idea of the church or they love the church or they hate the church, but they want some sort of resemblance of like faith and community. What would you say to somebody who is like starting out in that journey of identifying their own sexuality, but also trying to be faithful to who they, who the, like who God is and, and their relationship with, with God?
0: Mm -hmm. I think, like, I'm so thankful that I had my friend that I could call, who is by and, you know, who has gone through this before. She's, I mean, she went through it years before me. And I think, like, don't be afraid of the questions. Like, God loves questions, first off. If your church doesn't like questions, get out. Like that's that's a red flag uh like, <laughs> no, you be like able to that's, that's basically it
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, literally
0: like if you can't ask the question and get more than like a you need to stop doing that response like uh peace out like yeah you need to the doors close <laughs> yeah and I think like I I was scared of the questions because I was scared of the answers and mm. because it would shake what my life was and what I thought my future would be and there's, um, I think it's, okay, I'm going to sound like such a queer person right now. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's like a scene in the L word, not like the L word generation Q, but like the old L word where <laughs> um, it's a bisexual or uh, gay human who is interested in someone who is questioning their sexuality. And I'm totally going to butcher the quote because Abby actually quoted it to me like when we were first talking about like me potentially having feelings for her. And it was something along the lines of, um like you there's nothing wrong with your sexuality number one and then number two is like you can't always help someone come to terms with their own sexuality because they have to do it themselves Mm -hmm. and like Mm -hmm. even if they don't do it for you it doesn't mean that like what you had in that moment what your feelings were for that person wasn't good or wasn't valid or wasn't true it just means like this person isn't able to break out of what they are comfortable in and break out of what they have known to come to terms with their true self Mm. and I think that's what's so important and what is squashed down in a lot of church and communities and just like the heteronormativity that is society because people don't think it's normal and knowing what those questions may turn into of a completely different lifestyle and falling in love with one of the most amazing people ever like, <laughs> you know you have to you have to be okay with doing something and doing something scared come on it's really amazing <laughs> I, like,
1: yeah, I think what Marissa said a little while back of, like, it's all growth. Like, I see the, like, just the way that you're talking right now, and I picture you on the race, and, like, <laughs> we didn't get to know each other that well. I'm such a little, <laughs> <But laughs> little you tiny sheltered baby. You were such a baby what? on the race, and, like, hearing you speak now, like, One, you speak with so much confidence and so much, uh, like this is such a Christian word, but so much authority. Like you know who you are and you carry it well and you know the things that you are able to speak into. And so I think that that's beautiful and amazing and also encouraging. Like we didn't mention it much, but you do have a blog, right? Where you talk about all current things that are (laughs) happening. And I think like even in reading that, I'm just like. I don't know this person this is a different person that I experienced firsthand you know but I am very different
0: (laughs) if 21 year old Gwen could see me now she'd probably be like really terrified and and honestly probably think that I was like doing drugs or something (laughs) be like whoa did you finally like accept that stuff please stop (laughs) that's funny (laughs) Disclaimer,
2: I'm not. I'm not doing drugs just for the record. Sorry. I
0: mean, it's okay. It's <laughs> I want everyone to
2: know. We're all inclusive here. All inclusive. I, yeah, I agree with Leandra. You're you're definitely not the same person you were six years ago, which is a beautiful thing. But I think, like, what I've loved listening about you is just, like, how... Yeah, I mean, Leandra said, like, just how confident you are. And I think that yeah. is speaks to, like, I don't know, like, what it is exactly, but I think it speaks to just, like, how you know, when you do the hard work of getting to know yourself, when you do the hard work of doing that internal, you know, truly integrated self, like you become somebody that you wanted to be, you know, Mm -hmm. when you're 21, you don't know anything. Like, no offense if you're 21, you're listening to us. But like, it's, it's true. Like, there's just so much life that there is to be lived. And it comes with the hard conversations. It comes with the late night texts. It comes with like the breaking down moments. It comes with like doing the hard thing and coming out on the other side and realizing, Hey, it wasn't that scary. Or maybe it was scary. And that's okay too. Like surrounding yourself with people who can support you and love you through Mm -hmm. it is the most vital way to get through anything. And so it's just so cool to like, see you evolve and like own yourself and be in a thriving, healthy adult relationship. Like, Thanksgiving. Tr- it truly is. It truly is. It's so good. So good. So, like, what it. are you excited about for the future? Like, what are you looking forward to this year? And how can we support you, like, in your work?
0: I am super stoked. Abby and I have just, like, a few small trips planned. Um, like, all of our trips got canceled last year, and it was so <laughs> terrible. Terrible. 2020. <laughs> oh, I, like... I'm, I'm getting cabin fever right now and it's not, not pretty. Like, I'm just like, Oh, need to good, Oh, get me somewhere warm. <laughs> like I can't deal with the snow. It's pretty. It's fun. You can build snowman's, but, um, anyway, sorry. Um, it's true. I am
1: in the it was 71 degrees in San Diego today. <laughs>
2: subtle subtle oh, brags uh,
1: ew yeah. so if you want to come <laughs> yeah i, see, I
0: would yeah, love to the come pandemic. Is over. when the
1: pandemic is when the panorama
0: is over uh, <laughs> come through when the pandemic is over my savings are going to be blown so fast on <laughs> I'm like, i don't care how much it is get me out that's so funny uh but i i'm really excited for like the few small trips we have planned um i think 2020 kind of taught me like to find magic in every day. I know it probably sounds like super cliche and lame, but it's just like, I work from home. I am home all the day. I don't go outside very much because it's cold right now. Like I go to the grocery store, that's about it. Like it, my life is lame. And it's just like trying to find like the nice little bright points that like make it not so lame. Like going out and having a snowball fight last night or, mm. you know, oh, oh so, God. Much fun. Like so much fun. <laughs> it was so much fun. Come and visit me, freeze your butt <laughs> it's great. <laughs> Uh, just trying to make it like life more enjoyable in the moment and not just like getting stuck in the boring routines but living it and having fun um yeah I'm really I'm really excited for life like I think I always have been but I'm just I feel really good where life is right now and I'm excited to see where it goes because it's like 2020 was terrible, and 2021 started off not so great. So, like, it can only get better.
2: <laughs> it can only get better.
0: <laughs> that's that's hope. our hope.
2: That's our hope. That's our hope, and our, and our prayer.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so true.
2: <laughs> so true. Ah. Uh, Gwen, thank you so much. We always ask two questions at the end of our uh, time together for our people. Leandra, you want to ask one?
1: Yeah. The first one is, whose existence is impacting you right now in this moment?
0: All the podcasters, like you guys, Dirty Rotten Church Kids, Glennon Doyle. I think I told you guys this before we started recording. Like, I'll listen to you guys while I'm working and I'll be like talking to my computer because I'm like, that's such a good point, guys. I love that. (laughs) And I'll be like making notes. Uh, I like I love it because it's a way to like keep my mind learning while I'm working and thinking more than just like you know just going and doing the day to day and it's just so wonderful to hear people's thoughts and I love hearing like someone who is super knowledgeable on something that I don't know a lot about who I can learn from and it's really great
2: I just love the idea of like us like sitting at your desk like working with you
0: oh i'll take a picture well i mean it's not like your faces won't be there I'm just, just screenshot it and put a little
1: photo
2: of you in the podcast we'll put it up on, it. We'll put it up you, on instagram i think it'll be so cute
1: sorry i'll just take a selfie i'll be like hey yeah we're there with you that'd be perfect <laughs> sorry uh, what was the last podcast you listened to um oh my gosh i don't know it doesn't have to be ours <laughs>
0: Ah, uh, it was, oh, it was the new lit- litur- litur-
1: liturgist one. Oh, the new
2: liturgist one. Yeah. Yes. I didn't get all
0: the way through it because sometimes, like, this yes. is why I can't listen to a lot of podcasts because I'll get really invested and I'll stop working because <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, oh, wow, that's really good. Like, I need to write, I, think I need to take more notes and pay more attention. Yeah, that was an interesting um, one. Yeah, I only got, like, 20 minutes in mm. and I was like, oh, I have to stop because I actually stopped working. <laughs>
2: So I yeah, can't, I, can't do that. I, I I listened to it and I
0: was like, ah, is it, so it keeps thing? going well. Okay. Yeah, I would love to know your
2: thoughts. Actually, it okay. was pretty. It was pretty good.
0: Mm-hmm. I'll probably finish it this weekend.
2: Perfect. It's my goal.
1: <laughs> awesome. Yes, and our next question for you, Gwen, is how are you showing up in the world today?
0: Um, it is officially February. For this week, sorry. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that works. It's February. Happy it is Black February. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> that's what I'm doing. I'm learning and trying to be a better advocate for Black Lives Matter and PIPOC. So mm. I have the book White Fragility that has been sitting at the side of my bed for this a is a long time, and I'm a little embarrassed by it because I've only read like five pages. <laughs> so I told myself I was like, "This month I am reading that book." So I um, we're all about honesty here. It's yeah. a great goal. Yeah, yeah. You know.
1: What? Everybody's reading journey is different. <laughs>
0: I I love reading, but sometimes I read books and I'm just like, I need to like not read this before bed or like Mm -hmm. I need to like allow myself time to like think about it and process what I just read. So it's one of those books. Oh,
2: thanks for being amazing. (laughs) Thank you guys so much for having me. I'm
1: like
0: so
1: excited. We're so happy you decided to hang out with us and chat with us and all the things. I can't believe... I haven't seen you in um, in six years.
0: I know it's crazy. That's weird. Like I see what you guys post all the time, <laughs> and so I feel like I know what's going on in your lives. And then I realize it's like I really don't. I just know their highlights of what they post. So <laughs> please that's text me. Damn we'll social media. I know. Well, we, we have got a follow. group chat
2: after this. What are you talking yes, about?
0: Please. Yeah. Like, I really miss. It's a done you guys. deal. It's a
1: done deal. It's happening. <laughs> Anyways, Gwen, we are so happy that you joined us on this podcast today. <laughs> and yeah, Gwen. Before we log off, where can the people find you? Where can yes. they connect with you? Know what you're doing.
0: Um, on Instagram, pity please at gdebon12. That's where I am. I'm also on Twitter. Um, I had I had my first troll on Twitter last week. I nice. feel like it was, like, a super monumental yes. moment. Like, they got offended that I had my pronouns in my bio. And so we started talking about it. And he was like, my pronouns are rad and bad. And so I referred to him as rad. I wasn't going to refer to him as bad because I was like, I don't, I don't think I can do that. Um, and then he, like, started talking about how everyone is equal. And I was like, no, they're not, Bunny. Like, <laughs> please learn. Um, it, it became a whole thing. Like, I was so proud of myself for how I handled it, though, because, like, a year ago, six years ago, Gwen, like, would have, like, ended her twitter account or something and like mm. a year ago gwen would have gotten like wouldn't have just known what to do but i was able to actually talk to the guy um yeah and you're like retweeting it I know it was so fun I was just like hey. I'm gonna go find that tweet I'm gonna retweet it <laughs> please do actually one of my coworkers like saw it he's like oh my gosh this guy is like such a like doofus like he would not even stand up to you in an argument I'm sure it's just because he's behind a keyboard I was like I know that, but that's always what it is so true yeah Instagram is literally like where <laughs> I, I post most things every once in a while I'll have like insight and I'm like I'm gonna tweet this because it's insightful or it's something important that I want to say and then it's usually just like a comment to a news article
2: that <laughs> uh, count Everyone's got an opinion now. Everyone's got an opinion. So true. We will include your Twitter handle and your Instagram handle in our show notes, so people know where to find you
0: and your blog. Yes, yeah. On my yes. Instagram has my blog information, of course, because I try to shoot people that way. Awesome.
1: <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you so much, Gwen, and yeah, thanks for your time.
0: Thank you, guys. I Bye. love you guys so much. I wish I could give uh, you. One.
1: Beautiful and Gwen is just a light,
2: it really is. A little lamp is amazing, (laughs) illuminate.
1: Yeah, yeah. If you, I don't know if you, you guys don't know Gwen how we do, but you should definitely get to know her. But this episode is called Growing Pains for a reason. Like, growth is hard work, becoming our true selves is hard work sometimes, and I think. Gwen like beautifully expresses that as she's talking with us today and the conversation Definitely. that she had. With I think us. that
2: she is somebody that I like now look look as look to as who can be a role model for other people. And I think her journey of just like coming out of her being in the church, of her accepting her sexuality, of her deconstruction, you know, all of those things are things that are so relatable. And even if it's not all of them, maybe it's one or two things, you know, maybe it's the story of like looking at something that you used to do or the person you used to be and cringe at that, but also recognizing the honor and the growing part of who you are and so it's just so cool that that is such a universal story Mm. for all of us and I think what I love about Gwen is that she was so vulnerable in those moments with us and that's all you can ask for and so she was an amazing amazing guest and make sure you check her out because she's incredible and you definitely don't want to miss anything that she's saying
1: yes yeah, it was so good. Um, as we just end this relationship, Marissa, I just want to ask you, like, what is a growing pain that you okay. found yourself going through in the last couple of months, or? I just want you guys to know this was not prepared, <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's a damn good question. That's a damn good
2: question. Um, I have been working on this for a good lifetime, um, but I would definitely say. i mean i already said it but it's like the vulnerability aspect of who i am it's the hardest thing um i hate asking for help i love being independent Mm -hmm. i have realized quickly that in the last year i think it was easy for me to dismiss people because it was like well they obviously don't care about me because i left the church and screw them um they don't care to be in a relationship with me anymore Mm -hmm. because i no longer work or be am a part of an establishment um like that and I've really had to work on like, no, like I need to be the person that texts first. I need the person that, hey, how's it going? I need to be the person that's like reaching across the aisle to people that I may not have complete, that I may have disassociated from, but whose relationships are still important to me. And I think Gwen even said it. She was like, you know, just figuring out who those people are for you. And not everyone's going to be in your corner and that's okay. But I also know that I don't want to live my life disassociated from people or cutting people off before anything because I have a tendency to cut people off before they have to like reject something before they yeah. reject me and the hard thing is to not do that so mm-hmm. I'm still growing in that area but I definitely feel like that's where I'm landing what about you?
1: Yeah, Um I think for me it's almost the I'm just kidding <laughs> it would be um I think the biggest growing pain yeah for real I mean I think it kind of is to be honest like for me it's being comfortable with the needs that I have and being okay expressing those and being okay allowing people to reach out to me and people to offer their help or offer their whatever it is and like so I think that's been it's been so hard it's been hard to like if someone asks me If I need something and if I do Mm -hmm. because I've lost my job twice in this pandemic. And so really vocalizing and being okay saying, yes, I need something and I need help has been a huge growing pain. And also trusting that people's intentions when they reach out are real. has been hard. And so I think like, and I think a lot of that is just things that I've learned of like, I need to have my guard up. I need to be, I'm the mm. one that's supposed to offer help. I'm the one that's supposed to offer assistance. And like allowing someone else to do that for me is hard. And acknowledging and making known that I have those needs yeah, is also definitely. really hard. <laughs> it like, and yeah, so I think that's been a huge growing pain in the last few months for me. And especially being in a relationship with someone. <laughs> Holy hell, man. Like, <laughs> Like so a
2: spiritual reformation.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yes. Um, but yeah, this conversation with Gwen just it made me think of the growth that I've seen in myself mm. and want to see in myself also. Like there's more growth that I desire yeah. to see in my being and in my personality and in my character. Um and so it was really just encouraging. It was so beautiful. Yeah, definitely. I mean, definitely listen for all of you guys
2: who are listening. You know, what is that six years ago, five years ago self and who you are today? Because if we're the same person, that's a problem. Um, but if there is significant yes. change in your life and how you view the world, that's growth. And as painful as it was to get there, it's something to be proud of.
1: Yeah. Well, guys, we enjoyed having you this episode, and let us know like what are those growing pains that you've experienced. Let us know if you can relate to this, or if you're just like, nah, fam, I don't understand what you're talking about, because we want to talk to you about that. Because, like Marissa said, <laughs> that's kind of a problem. <laughs> like if you're not growing, you're staying stagnant, uh, and you need help.
2: <laughs> uh, that's unhealthy, and you should not be in any, engaging in any relationships.
1: hundred <laughs> <100%. laughs> percent. <laughs> Anyways, guys, we love you, and thanks for tuning in again this week, and we'll see you in a couple weeks. Peace out. Talk to you
0: later. Bye. Bye.